Welcome to The Scoop, your weekly dose of internal talent news from here and around the globe. So grab your popcorn and open your mind as I hand you over to our anchors from Tarpod, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Scoop. I'm Craig. And I'm Lauren. You're Veronica Corningstone of TA News. (laughs) It's been a pretty slow week, but we've got some nuggets, haven't we? Oh, we have. I think everyone's still got a hangover from all that bloody chocolate we ate on the weekend. They have. They have. Anyway, Easter it was. So I did a bit of reading on the weekend, Craig. I know who knew I could read. Mm -hmm. So I was reading a little bit more into the change by the federal government on the Fair Work Legislation Amendment that went through, the old Secure Jobs Better Pay Act, which it's nicknamed. So I was having a bit of a read. A few details came out of that in the weekend and I wasn't aware of this one, which I think is a beauty, which I thought I'd just highlight today. So they have made a change that uh, many small to medium businesses have existing employment contracts that restrict their employees from discussing salaries with their co-workers. Ah. They are now outlawing this. Under the change, employees will now have the right to share information if they choose to about their pay, conditions and employment with other employees and ask other employees about their pay and conditions. On that note, what what are you earning, um, Lauren? <laughs> A lot more than you, Craig. <laughs> Exactly right. Wait on that one. You're about to overtake me, aren't you, with OnlyFans or FootFetish.com? <laughs> but anyway, this is the federal government attempting to close that gender pay gap. So I actually applaud this one. I applaud yeah, this one. It is. It's a great idea. Mm. Um, talking about job ad fuck-ups... <laughs> This is a ripper and it has gone viral around the world. We first saw it on uh, Recruiting Brain Food. It has gone. It's on every publication now. It's everywhere. So an ad that was posted on Indeed by Arthur Grant Technologies, which is a consultancy stroke agency in the US, on behalf of the giant HTC Global Berkshire Hathaway, for a Salesforce business analyst and insurance claims person, um, there's the normal parts of the ad. And then there's this little bit in there saying, note, only born U.S. citizens, white, who are local within 60 miles from Dallas, Texas. Do not share with candidates. So really, really interesting. <laughs> it's very, very funny that um, Arthur Grand Technologies have come out now and said that it was a former employee was responsible for altering and reposting the job advertisement with racist language, seeking only white U.S. citizens as applicants for the job in Dallas. The advertisement, which specified Berkshire Hathaway, was seeking only white candidates, and it's gone viral. The company clarified that the job posting was not authorised or posted by an active employee, and the former employee edited an existing posting, adding discriminatory language and reposting it through their own account. Um, They issued a statement saying the the moment this was brought to our attention, we work with the job portal to remove this offensive job posting. Now, my question, and I don't want to get us into trouble because if I go and say what I really think, I could possibly be sued. Um, I think they're American, of course they would sue you. That's what they do: (laughs) sue first and ask questions later. If they hadn't clarified their position, my immediate thought would have been perhaps that they put a note in their ATS. Uh, which was mm. supposed to be for internal eyes only, that accidentally got copied and pasted into the job ad. That's what, that's what I thought too. That's what I thought. Now, 
obviously Arthur Grand Technologies say, no, 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 it's an employee who was no longer with us who did it in their own private account. So you make of that what you will, but it's bloody yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, I know what I'm making of that. Um, yeah, yeah, yes. I've seen this sort of happen before <laughs> many years ago where the notes from the client visit were published in yep. the ad and and the ad was put into the client notes on the ATS and they've fucked it up and yeah similar types of things people taking notes that's what the client asked for and that's where it ended up in the wrong section of the portal Mm. but anyway anyway makes me giggle some days (laughs) now this one has been shared with me a couple of times over the last few days now the fin review a madeline uh, mercado i hope i pronounced her name correctly has just been laid off in february by meta and well facebook whichever you want to call that Now, the Wall Street Journal's picked up on this, New York Post, Daily Mail, CNBC, Fin Review. It's it's gone viral as well. Now, she worked there for six months at Meta on a 190K US dollars, which is about 285 Australian thousand dollars a year. And she was told that she didn't have to recruit for a year as a senior recruiter. Madeline has started a TikTok uh, about this, about her six months. And I went on to do a bit of research. She's not the only one. There's developers. There's And it's not just Meta. They've been so-called stockpiling uh, resources talent. Really? and talent, uh, hoping that uh, what, I think the best quote was, employees were in business jargon warehoused for future growth. Wouldn't be a bad job if you could get it, would it? Oh, bloody hell. She would, she would go to meetings and then do about an hour's worth of work all day and get paid that amount of money. I will take that job yeah. any day of the week. So, Meta, if you want to warehouse me, <laughs> I am open to offers. Again in the US, burger giant McDonald's took the cowardly option last week by asking staff to work from home cowardly. between – Yeah, between, words. between Monday and Wednesday so it could fire up to 5,000 people virtually. According to a report that first appeared in the Wall Street Journal, an internal email was sent to office-based staff requesting that they work from home and cancel all in-person meetings as it started to communicate key decisions regarding their roles and around staffing levels across the organisation. Um, so where'd you pick up that snippet? It, well, I found it in recruiting headlines and then went down and read it in the Wall Street Journal. So, Oh, my gosh. I know, right? It's gone a bit viral as well. No Happy Meal handed out there. <laughs> no, not at all. Over to mm, you. Well, there you go. I think this, this one was, where are all the women? Where are all the women? I've been asking that oh, question. My directors, <laughs> this is a headline I found in the Fin Review. Where are all the women? Directors pressed to boost female CEOs. Gender diversity around the board table is being held back by the death of female chief executives. New analysis has found prompting calls for directors to ensure more women rise to the top in executive ranks. The proportion of female non-executive directors sits at 40.2% at the ASX 200 companies, but the figure drops to 36% across all directors. A survey by the Australian Institute of Company Directors has found this. Now, look, I'm going to throw a spanner in the works here because I had a discussion with a few people over the weekend. Girls Brunch. Girls Brunch. Brought this up. Now, 
Craig, you can jump on in here. As a group of women, we don't want to be fitting a quota. We want to get there on our own merit and have the same yeah. opportunities. So, yes, we have to eliminate the boys' club, but don't go firing people just to put a woman in there and mm. trying to make it all quota-driven as well. Look at different ways of doing this on merit base because I can tell you now, if you're putting us in there as a quota, I feel some people feel like they're being set up to fail. Yep. If they're not fully qualified and fully got everything and the angst that will be going into those positions as it is, I think, um, in a high level is going to be hard enough without somebody sitting across from you knowing that the person who used to sit in that chair was made redundant or got rid of purely to get a woman into the chair. So I think that um, this is a topic, a very hot topic that you need to be very, very careful about putting quotas out there. Couldn't agree with you more. Equality is not about numbers and getting no. that right. It's about getting the right person into the job and I believe that that gender in that area is is not um, an issue because different people have different skills and everything should be done on the skill level evolved. I agree with you in that one. And to be honest, I tell you, when it gets to that level with all of the other pressures that women have got, sometimes we just don't want to be there yeah. and listen to your politics and your bullshit, <laughs> fellas. So anyway, but anyway. Hey, Lauren, Unleash is coming up again soon. We love Unleash I as an know. event. I know. I want to go to Unleash in Vegas this year, but I can't because I've got Fat Boy Slim tickets. Oh, bad luck. Maybe next year. Hey, but they're having a startup lightning round semi-finalist oh. very, very soon that have just been announced. And the exciting part is Australia's own equity is right in the thick of it. Oh, congratulations, I Natalie know. Flynn and the crowd at Equity. They're pitching against businesses like Virgil HR, Vault Verify, Talk and Job and Worky. The scoop spoke to Natalie Flynn directly and she this is what she had to say. We're over the moon to have been selected from over 60 global tech startups as part of an elite cohort to pitch live at Unleash. It's a privilege to bring cutting-edge Aussie tech to the big stage in Vegas. We're thrilled for the opportunity to share our product and how we can make an impact and close the gender gap for good. And we couldn't be more excited and we're watching this story very closely and we'll bring you Hopefully some wonderful news shortly on that. Yes. So let's get behind equity, everybody, and break down those gender pay gaps for sure. God, Harvey's in the room, people. It's all news. Oh, it's all over the news now. He missed it. He's going to protect us from everybody today. But anyway, I've got a good news story because as you Woo. all have just heard Harvey barking, um, pets in the office is at the headline. So Amazon, I didn't know this, has been a dog-friendly workplace in the US since 1996 when they had their first 20 employees. Eric and Susan used to bring their Welsh corgi Rufus to work. Oh, good on so there are more than 8,000 dogs in Amazon offices around the world. So that is fantastic. It is fantastic. I think it's awesome. And did you know that Canva have 300 pets registered on the Canva Australian New Zealand offices now? And they also have pet Canva swag. Oh, really? Oh, God. Oh. They have their own <laughs> Slack channel with over 650 people sharing tips and tricks on looking after their dogs Amazing. at Canva. Amazing. You'd be all over that, wouldn't you? Oh, I am all for it. The Having pets in the office, even if they bark in the middle of a podcast, it still <laughs> makes for a great afternoon and a great day. A final one from me today, headline, getting sick of these punks. I just terminated an interview after 12 minutes. Got this today off the Herald Sun website. Oh, my gosh, this is a good one. 
real estate industry coach Tom Panos has slammed an entitled young job applicant, revealing the question the man asked that saw him call off the interview after just 12 minutes. But the prominent auctioneer's TikTok video has been mocked by many online who argued that young man's questions were perfectly reasonable. So let's go through them a little bit. Oh, I thought these were good questions. I would ask the young man was well informed and did his research, is my opinion. So in his his video, Mr. Panos said, I wasted 15 minutes today in an interview interviewing an associate to join one of my real estate teams. The guy's never worked in real estate before. He's in his early 20s. Asked me what the commissions he'd be paid. Asked me what hours he's expected to be there. Mm-hmm. Asked me what days he'd have to, off during the week. Now, they all seem reasonable, That's don't fair. they? You've got a life outside of work. And then he went on to say, and Mr. Panos says, this is the one, the one question that pissed him off. Give me three reasons why I should pick your business over someone else's. What do you think about that? I think that that's a fair question. It is. I mean, if you cannot talk to your points of difference, your parts of value, how you can um, support someone's career. Go on, keep on saying what Mr. Panos had to say. Okay, so he continued saying, I just said to the guy, I can't think of one reason. I said, mate, let's just finish this off. This is not for you, it's not for me, and it's not for us. Well, I've got to say, Tom, if you're out there and you can't give three points of reason on why someone should work for your company... Um, <laughs> you don't deserve to have anybody no, working for you. Exactly. I'm surprised that if you can't answer those questions that you are actually successful because I think that's a fair, valid question from someone, a young person in their early 20s, trying to get a career off the ground in a in a company. Why, why would your real estate agency be better than any others or points of difference? If you can't answer your own points of difference, Jesus Christ, don't go interviewing and hiring anyone. Would you you should list- have someone else doing that job for you. Would you list your home with a real estate agent that couldn't tell you why you should list your home? With no. You? So it's exactly the same thing. Mr. Panos, you've got to sort yourself out because you are not a hirer's asshole. Exactly. And putting yourself on TikTok like that, you're just a wanker, mate. Yep. And on that note from The Scoop, it's a goodbye from me today. And it's a goodbye from me. Stay classy, Humpty Doo.